right, welcome everybody. It's episode 16 of Hot Take from the Kitchen. And for the second week in a row, we are on the road. It's strange. It is. Not in the kitchen today, but we are at Austin Brothers. And we're going to, today our guests are Blake Austin and Scott Bays. They are our beer experts here today. And on my right, I got Steve once again. Couldn't do a pod without him, so I guess it's a good thing he's here. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Hot Take from the Kitchen. Or you can email us at hottakefromthekitchen at gmail.com. It is H-O-T-T-A-K-E-F-R-O-M-T-H-E-K-I-T-C-H-E-N at gmail.com. Uh, that's all I got for the intro. It's July 9th, 2018. Did you have a good holiday? Yeah, the holiday was good. That's good. What about you guys? Did you have a good holiday? I saw you on. I saw actually both you guys on the fourth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I usually work every morning on the fourth because we've got so many special events. So there's uh, uh, the the Noah Festival. They do this the S Sups and Suds the night before and the third, which is a great event. And then Fresh Palette does an event in the morning, and then in the evening uh, Courtyard does an event. So I'm I'm usually work uh, the morning and try and meet my family for the parade. I have a lovely wife, and I know I will be in a little bit of trouble if I'm not there for the parade. And we go yeah. to the Maritime Festival, and uh, yeah, we had a we had a good day. My wife and I had a discussion. We talked about maybe not going, being here next year, like going somewhere for the fourth. And then we were like, "Well, what would we do? Where would we go? What would we want? We'd probably want fireworks. Probably need to do something with a whole bunch of people. Cool people are doing cool stuff around us, and then probably maybe see a whole bunch of." Need events that are going on throughout the day, walking around. And I was like, "We'll do that. Here. That's what yeah. we do here." <laughs> so I'm so like, "There's no point in ever that's leaving." All, yeah, that's how it is. So I guess, I guess we're not going to leave. So. The yeah, only, the only place I could think about probably like right offhand in the state, uh, and my wife loves Bay City, but I would say for one of those segments to see the fireworks would be from the beach in Ludington. Now the rest of the stuff yeah. I wouldn't trade out. I heard, I heard that's like a really. really that beach in Ludington is legit. And they do some nice events, which, um, you know, uh, I want to talk to you about something for New Year's Eve at some point, you know, depending on how much everybody can wrap their arms around. But, uh, you know. I think, is this what we've kind of talked about before? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think, I mean, it can happen. There's nothing holding us back besides fear and common sense. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's we'll get into it. All right. Now we are going to do our hot takes. Steve sent me three links today on Twitter. I'm going to save the stupidest one for last. It's millennials. All right. First hot take. Not too harsh. (laughs) Elon Musk created an escape pod to help assist with the Thai cave rescue efforts. So do you know about the people that are trapped down in the cave? Yeah, I actually had to look up how they got there. You know how deep they are in that cave, too? Elon Musk and his engineers like 48 hours concocted this thing that's supposed to go down there. They can load them in one at a time and bring them back up. Even through like the super small channel because they were talking about there was a... It's crazy. Is but, that what they're using right now? Or I don't know, doing, but I didn't... I thought they were doing like buddy system or something. Yeah. Like I don't think they're using it now. He just... I just found it today that 
he created something that some space easy. technology. Yeah, I just so twelve point two inch diameter escape. So, so a little bit over a foot. <laughs> when we <laughs> so big enough to put your head under. So the adult is gonna die. <laughs> the, the kids are gonna make it. Yeah. The coach is gonna die. I, it wasn't really so much necessarily about you know the well and the kids. I just fascinates me that there's people out there like him. And there's Lord knows there's others, but that can just look at that problem like, hey, I got a solution for that, and can like. Bang it out that quick yeah. and just hey, I got a know. bunch of cool people behind me. Go figure it out. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. gonna say. His name is attached with so many things. Obviously, he's a he's you know mind of a generation. But like, what is who else is on his team? Because he's not sitting there every waking second saying I'm gonna do this. He's directing. You know, this is what we need to do. You know, everybody's spitballing ideas, but you know, who's working on his team? Who, who comes up with this stuff? I mean. You know, to, to say I'm going to carry passengers into space and back and, and the, the funding for the, the funding for this, you know, where does, where does that all arise from? Uh, it's probably why his businesses don't make any money. <laughs> <laughs> it takes three years. Make, to get making helmets. <laughs> all right. And our second hot take is Travis Pastrana recreated three iconic evil Knievel jumps in one night. Did you see that last night? I, I watched it this morning on. I had, I don't have TV, but I watched internet mm -hmm. clips. So, but I was I was definitely watching it, going like, cool, cool, cool. And I, at the, they don't resumed it on the bike, but I was like, I think he's doing like an old school bike. And I was like, no, that the meant to look old school, but it definitely has. It's not modified. He's not, he's not jumping on a true blue Harley. No. And which ones were they? Because I did not see this. Uh, Caesar's uh, Palace. Yeah, he okay. Cleared 52 crushed cars, 16 buses, and then I think the he actually tried to beat all the records too. I think he like upped it by just like one car or like one bus or whatever he did. Yeah. Uh, but he did them like all consecutively. Like he did the one and he wheeled it around and then I don't know, probably 20 minutes went by or something. Like right. Yeah. It was super cool to see. It's like just. Fake leg, fake arm, yeah, flying through the sky, old school. And obviously, he made them all. Yeah, because yes. no, otherwise, no the story would have been well. Travis, Travis Pastrana died. Attempts, <laughs> attempts this. Travis Pastrana hits a deer yeah. in Hillman, Michigan. Yeah, yes. It's like going on in Vegas right now too. Got World Series of Poker, Summer League. All right, and our last hot take: avocado toast, chocolate bars, or peak millennial. Cuisine. Oh my god. So it's a chocolate bar filled with avocado toast. Avocado toast. Yes. And where where does this information populate from? Is my question. It was made by a chocolatier in Los Angeles. Mm. Is this like a recipe or is this like a like I don't know, I guess it's just a thing. And it's just kind of funny, that's all. I don't Are they just showing off like someone's doing cool stuff with chocolate and avocados? I think it's more of that. Some just cool thing. If you don't make a beer called avocado chocolate toast bar, <laughs> you don't have a hair on your mouth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> missing a whole generation. Yep. Damn. You guys follow the World Cup at all? I have guests from California right now, and I've seen bits and pieces, and I've just never been a big soccer fan. Except I, I actually can get into the World Cup because of all the 
extreme emotions. And you can see it's very important mm-hmm. to the player. So it's a little bit more easy for. I watched two full soccer games. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't because the Tour de France started. So oh. I'm, <laughs> you go from one obscure sport to an even more obscure sport. The tour is on. We're going to be locked onto the tour for a you while. You would be the Ocho subscriber. <laughs> yes. That's on the Ocho. Yeah, it's on the Ocho. Um, I think Germany and France look like they have a day to destiny, don't they? Belgium. Belgium plays France tomorrow. Okay. And plays Croatia. But don't, but can't they go meet in final? I'm sorry, Great Britain and France. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like that's, France. yeah. And Brad, are you a soccer fan? Uh, a closet soccer fan. Closet soccer fan? I mean, I'd love to watch soccer. I could watch it all day. I will say that it's every four years, right? Yes. Okay. Um, when the last time that they had it, uh, there was actually so we do a lot of on-premise promotions, which you guys know in the area. Um, there was a lot of interest. I mean, we had small bars in Lewiston and Mayo, and they said they had it. Uh, you know, younger kids coming in, kids twenty-one plus, uh, that said, "Hey, can you put the soccer game on?" And we were at Latitudes multiple times, and there was a bunch of people there. And we're at Black Sheep, and there was a bunch of people there. So it's if the U.S. hadn't uh, screwed it up, I think there would be a true blue world sport. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's – I'll watch all the games. Yeah. I'm not into it, but, like, I've, I've, I've seen enough where I'm like, okay, I want to see who wins now. It's cool to watch. Leaf Fitzpatrick and I always talk about Latitudes doing a Sunday Premier League brunch and Bloody mm-hmm. Mary and soccer and – and, and wasn't there a soccer player? So I know, like, Ronaldo Nehemiah. There's a few guys out there. One of them, didn't they sign, like, a $600 million contract? It was just absolutely astronomical. What Some of them do. It makes Mike Stanton's deal that he got from the Marlins and the Yankees, it would look like nothing. I don't know who's Messi or Ronaldo. Yeah. I don't know, but, yeah, some of those deals are just ridiculous. Mm. There's soccer season seems to go a long time too, it's, or maybe it's the playoffs it? that when go is, a long time. Like, not World Cup. When like, is it not soccer when, season? When is, when is soccer season like? Where is the actual start? That's I think at the end of August, beginning of September, or so when it goes. Okay, so like, it's like right before NASCAR till right after NASCAR. Yeah, and it's Football like it season. ends like February. The regular season starts, but then they have this like huge long playoff. I believe. Well, it's there's all kinds of competitions. Going on. Yeah. You've got the Premier League and Champions League is where all the champions from Europe come together, right. and they bounce that through the whole year. The Champions League is usually the last big event of the year. All right. Rochambeau, right here. Go ahead. Ready? Go ahead. Yeah. Maybe Matt Mishinsky would be about it. Okay. But I've known you the longest. We're on Sweet 16, so we're 
sort of lucky. Uh, I would think that I've known you the longest. So, yes. Uh, so Steve and I went to school together. What grade? What year did you graduate? Ninety three. Ninety three. So just one year behind. And wait, I always see, always see Steve. Yeah, I was the oldest guy at the table uh, this last weekend when we went to it was a uh, my we went to a seven and eight year old um, state tournament for baseball. So they started going around and they're like, who's the oldest person here? I was the winner. Yay. So, so I was the elder statesman. Uh, so when we start going to those <laughs> not numbers, 92, 93, yes. Um, but uh, let's see. I, uh, I was actually born. So we'll do a callback. Uh, I was actually born in uh, Naha, Okinawa, Japan. Um, so I know you're Germany. Yeah. And uh, my mother and father were stationed over there. My dad was in the military. He uh, enlisted in 68 uh, to avoid the draft. My, uh, my sister was born in 68. So we spent some time overseas. Uh, Maryland. Um, Okinawa. football. That's what Maryland does. <laughs> <laughs> Taiwan. Uh, they moved around quite a bit and I don't have a lot of memories of that, but there's a lot of pictures, um, of it. You and, were there. Uh, I was there. Yeah. Yeah. Blacked out. Yeah. My mom says, yeah, you've been on a helicopter ride. You don't need to go on another one. <laughs> um, so, uh, moved back to the States. My dad came back. We lived in Osnique. So I've, uh, um, raised in Osnique, uh, as my wife, she was raised in Osnique, born in, born in, uh, on uh, via Bay City and back to Osney. And uh, my lovely wife, Amber, who we've been together for mm, 26 years now. So, so she's putting up with me for that long. So she deserves well, a, you, a you prize. Well, you are a beard. Yeah, right. Beard, yeah. So I mean, <laughs> beard. And marriage equals tolerance. I'm going to tell you what. That's, that's <laughs> cheaper free beer only lasts for so long. <laughs> like the novelty wears off after a while. You got to produce more. Uh, <laughs> I, you were a heck of a football and baseball player, if I remember. I played a lot of baseball, uh, basketball. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of my other buddies played played football out there. So um, like uh, uh, Chad Zam was an All State wide receiver. Dave Scheiba probably one of the uh, at, you know he was absolutely the best athlete that came out of our class. Um, and, uh, but we had a lot of fun. And, uh, um, I talked about that little round table where I was the oldest person at the state tournament. And so it was uh, great to see things that I've done. And now I understand things from my parents' point of view and agony that they had when I was playing sports. And, and, uh, it was, it was pretty cool. Our boys went, uh, three wins, two losses, and everybody learned a lot of lessons, uh, good and bad. And it was, uh, it was a great learning experience. But um, so graduated from Alpena High, and how I pined and pined and pined to get away from Alpena. And at this point, I always say I'm very lucky that that never happened. So I looked in the backseat at my boy over the weekend and said, do you want to grow up where it's like five, eight lanes of traffic and all this concrete and these stores and all this stuff? Or like when you grow up, do you want to, you know? do you want to have like a mountain out the backyard and a meadow or have streams and things like that? And I said, you don't have to, you don't answer now. You just think about it. So uh, what, uh, what we have here, people come from miles around to take advantage of this. So I consider myself lucky that I never 
either explored or had those opportunities to leave. And uh, I've, uh, I was lucky enough to, as I was working three or four other jobs, uh, land a job crushing cans at the at uh, Huron Distributors. And uh, I don't know, that's kind of where it started. I've been there for 25 years now. So I work in the sales department mm -hmm. and uh, I get to I get to work with great people like uh, Blake Austin over here, which is, it's, has been quite an experience watching them grow, learning the problems that, uh, that they've had and learning the, the, the good moves that they've made. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that are happy to see me at work when I walk in the door uh, and I work with a lot of great people. And uh, I don't know, that's it in a nutshell. I don't think there's... I don't know how much you travel, but I tell you to get around Michigan a little bit. Mm -hmm. There's nothing cooler than me. Like last time we just took our vacation a couple weeks ago, and I was at Whole Foods in East Lansing, and I bought a 45 six pack. And you can't We're beat the beer. Foods? Yeah. Where are you? East Lansing. Good for us. <laughs> <laughs> I literally don't know. Well, that. and that's yeah. kind of what I was saying. I was like, and you know what? What it's really done is it's like a Whole Foods, like yeah. a normal Whole Foods. Yep. Oh, it's cool. the one right down on. Off the university. It's a Whole Foods without the W. Yeah. It's just H-O-L-E. Yeah. It's, on, it's like, it's way on the back lot. Yeah. Oh. No, so, I, usually when I go somewhere, I always try to get what, the flavor of the area. Mm -hmm. However, if I see it, got to support them down. So it's always like, at the heartstrings. Yeah, yeah, it does. I'm always like, and, all right, I'll take the party. And actually, graduation. Yep. And the boys have done some uh, legit stuff over here too. Well, that helps too, right? I mean, it's good beer, so yeah, yeah. You know, the, li the liquid's got to be able to speak for itself. So our job as distributors, and I tell this to uh, all the suppliers that we talk to, is we need to. Our job is to put you in the right place, you the right account, on the right shelf, uh, at the right price point, and make sure people know that you exist. And then after that, which is, that's talking about making the first purchase. All right. Somebody's going to go in and see this stuff and I'm like, I'm going to try this. After that, it goes down to what's being done here yeah. in the brewery, which is a big kitchen. All right. So we're kitchen adjacent at the moment, but we're actually in the beer kitchen. Um, it goes down to the liquid that they, that they do. And then people have to repeatedly purchase that. So... So we are do do our thing, and you guys do your thing. So definitely so, a partnership. Yeah. So Blake, I think a lot of people kind of know the story of how you guys just got to Alpine a little bit. But for those that don't, why don't you just fill us in? Okay. I am sorry for anyone who has heard this story probably <laughs> four or five times, but I will go through and you can give us the cliff notes version. Okay. So I'll I'll go in depth in my childhood and stuff, and then do a cliff notes of the the fine and Alpine thing. It's like a lot of people have heard by now, I, I think. It always surprises me yeah. that people don't even know a brewery exists in Alpena still. So, we'll, uh... It's all right. So, uh, the, uh... Born and raised in Yucaipa, California. Actually, I was born in Riverside. Raised in Yucaipa, so... Uh, we were an hour and a half from... Las Vegas, not Las Vegas, Los Angeles, and then uh, 
45 minutes from Palm Springs. Uh, Big Bear, it's kind of hard to explain. We lived in a really small town uh, by San Bernardino Riverside. So uh, my dad was a fire captain. Uh, he worked for the fire department for 20, 27 years, retired now. Um, so as a kid, we pretty much um, saw my dad one day on, one day off, one day on, one day off. And the schedule changed where it was two days on, four days off, two days on, four days off. So what that allowed us to do is uh, travel. So as kids, we went all over the west side of the United States, Oregon, Washington, Dakotas, Idaho, go see my aunt all the time and as a kid we grew up with my dad home brewing and I think it was like probably 10 when he got into it and maybe even younger I was probably younger but we would uh, my dad would take uh Lots of time off because uh, his vacation, you could take two days off and get, in a sense, 10 days because you only have to take off two of those days to get the, with the four days off. So we could have big blocks of time to go on uh, road trips. So at the time, we had a 1988 Volvo DL240 wagon, and we would just hop in that thing and uh, just start dri driving. We would never know where we were, where we would be going. My dad would just like, we're going north. And pick, pick a highway and just start driving. And then he'd start looking up in like the phone book because there wasn't phones at the time and try to find group ups actually. So we actually go way out of the way to go to a town with a cool little microbrewery group hub way before it was trained. This like early 90s, like mid 90s. So they were a lot more hard to find. Yeah, yeah. You would you. It's not like now that you can go to almost every town, there's some kind of nanobrewery, microbrewery, something going on. There, it's like, you got to go 100 miles over here to try this uh, this uh, nanobrewery over here that you might be able to eat dinner at. So I just remember driving and going to some really cool spots like Montana and like all over the place. So I was introduced to beer at a very young age. Um Culturally and, uh, I don't know if I was supposed to say this, but, <laughs> so, the first time I drank beer, my first beer was actually a craft beer, and we were at a Hootie and the Blowfish concert, and I think I was 12, and all my dad's friends were cops and firefighters, who so were in the parking lot, and I take some beers and s smoke a cigar, and <laughs> I'm like... That was my introduction to uh, craft beer. So then uh, my dad got a big promotion, became a captain, and uh, got out of home brewing and went through high school. And I started college, and I think my brother was still in high school or maybe a certain college. And uh, he pulled down my dad's stuff and started home brewing. And um, now I have to backlash to how we found Alpina because I went, I jumped to, to college and we uh, were in high school and my dad bought a motor home in Florida and he pretty much asked if we want to go on a family road trip, go grab the motor home 
and go see some family on the, uh, the East Coast. We went to South Carolina, New Jersey, went up to Maine. Uh, my mom really wanted to see some Amish people, so we went to Berlin, Ohio, and spent a lot of time there, ate a lot of cheese. <laughs> and then uh, we uh, went up to Sandusky and went to Cedar Point. And the whole point of the trip was to get to my aunt's house in uh, Soda Springs, Idaho. And uh, we had a couple extra days, so my dad said, let's go up to Michigan and go over the bridge and then cut across. So we're going up to 75. And my dad said, left or right, what, what side of the lake? Let's go see a great lake. So I said, let's, let's close to go over to Lake Huron, so let's go up to 23. And we literally, uh, it's about this time right now, I think it's about 9 o'clock right now or something. We uh, started around daylight. This was looked like the only major town left to stop at. And we pulled in an RV park uh, south of Alpena. I don't remember the name of it. It's still there. Um, and we came in, parked, came in in the morning. We went to, uh, I think, what is now, it's, like, it's called Family Restaurant there. I think it's CIA now. Okay. And uh, had breakfast there. To get over there, we had to go over the bridge. And just perfectly, the bridge opened. <laughs> and it's like we'd never seen a drawbridge before. So it's like, this is awesome. And then uh, had breakfast and started looking around. The houses are really cool. It's a small, cute little town. So we stayed actually a couple of days. We were just, we were not supposed to stop in Alpena. Spent a couple of days and then found it's a really cool town and kind of moved on and made it to Soda Springs. Next summer, we did another massive trip. So in two summers, we did 47 states. Wow. Yeah. I have been all over the United States a lot. Yeah. I have, I've been, I have a lot of window time. Yeah. So what continental 48 state did you miss? We honestly, on that trip, uh, Delaware. the only state I've not been to now is Hawaii, but uh, we missed Pennsylvania somehow. <laughs> yeah, we missed. And we were in Maine. I was like, I think we were in Maine, and my mom was like, Let's, we need to go to Berlin, Ohio. So we just, like somehow missed it. I don't, I don't know how that worked, but I'd have to look at that. I can that. see how it works. I yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I think we skirted the line. Yeah, it's the tip yeah. of New York yeah. actually comes over and then, yeah. So, saw the Pennsylvania borders, like, screw this. So the next year, <laughs> we're like, Michigan, we just really like Michigan, we could tell. So we like, let's take the time, loop up through Michigan. So we did the um, west side of the state, went to Holland, uh, Benton Harbor area, hung out there, went up to... Uh, Sleeping Bear, checked out the all the way up to Traverse City. We're like, let's uh, let's go back over to Alpena. So, spent a couple more days, and after we went back to Soda Springs, Idaho, see my aunt again because we have to. And I love my aunt, hey, aunt Lori. And uh, we went back home, and the whole point, the whole point of the whole trip was we. Our hometown, when we were growing up, was about the size of Alpine, about 10,000 people, eight, eight to 10,000 people. And then it was citrus groves and ranches. And then around, I think it was 99, 2000, uh, they tore down all the groves and built like 2,000 houses and a golf course that I actually ended up working at. <laughs> and uh, we just wanted to get out of there. So... Traffic was bad, home prices inflated, and it was getting 
pretty you could tell what was going to happen especially in the future so um that was i was still in the high school at that time so i uh actually went to school for fire science and uh emt certified all that stuff and i decided i did not want to do that and i was a really good baseball player I had a scholarship to a university, and I turned it down. So did my brother, actually. Same university. Um, mine was for a DH slash right fielder, and his was for, I think, a pitcher. No, third baseman. I can't remember. Something. We, were, we played multiple things. But I uh, tore my rotator cuff, and I had an injury, and I didn't take it. So I ended up doing the fire science thing. Got out of that, and I actually fell in love with the golf industry. I worked at the golf course through high school and uh, started playing golf all the time and passed my PGA players test and got into the PGA program, went through PGM school through Florida, and went through the golf course management, uh, business management program, and um, ran, I worked at golf courses for 12, 13 years. Or so, um, during that, my brother was that's when he started home brewing. He went and was doing that, and he was actually going to nursing school. So, we were like, Cool, there's a hospital in Alpena. We knew we wanted to come to Alpena, we actually didn't know we were going to open a brewery. So, he was like, there, There's cool, there's a hospital, I'm sure, I could get a job nursing. And I was like, There's a ton of golf courses around here. I actually talked to Treetops and like, If you come out, we'll. So, um, then my brother decided he did not want to be a nurse anymore, and he was really getting into homebrewing. He's like, hey, what do you guys think about opening a brewery in Alpena? I was like, you know what, that would be kind of cool. So, my dad said, you know, if you're going to do this, you need to do it right, so you need to go to brewmaster school. So, my brother had all the microbial biology and all the crazy stuff in nursing school. So he got right into brewmaster school, moved to Chicago, went through that, and uh, lived over in Germany. And while he was, he hadn't finished school yet, applied to a place called Ballast Point in San Diego, which is, we think it's not a top, top 15, top 10 microbrewery. Oh, as far as brewery, quali- it's quality brewery, of product, I mean, it reads right up and, there. It's, it's about the size of Founders. I think they're actually bigger than Founders. Huge brewery. Um, Got picked up by them, worked for them for four years. He left right before they got bought out by Constellation for $1 billion. <laughs> so a huge brewery. Went to a smaller place about the same size as Shorts uh, to work on a smaller system close to like what we'd be using. Worked there, and I started writing the business plan. In 2014, we were done. Put our houses up for sale. My me, my wife, my little girl, my mom, my dad, my brother and his wife all sold their house, packed up, and uh, moved to Alpena, Michigan. Then we uh, went and did, uh, we were actually supposed to build the brewery in, uh, we have a lot on Ripley Street between uh, Rite Aid, I think it's a, what is that building right next to you? Pro Realty. Pro Realty. 
So we own that lot right there, and the brewery was supposed to be there. Really glad we did not go there because we actually couldn't afford it, but we would have outgrown it already. So we uh, worked through a whole year in the current location, retrofitting the building, and we opened, started selling beer. I think our kickoff was September. Started brewing beer around September 15th and got beer to Huron distributors that we had signed. Scott, while we were doing construction, showed up. I don't even know how many times. A lot. Couple. Yeah. A little bit of a past occasion. Yeah. So we're working on drywall and sand and drywall, and Scott would be like, hey, hey, we're here. And then we finally sat down and decided they were the right fit for the area and uh, got signed in. We got you drunk and you signed a contract. It was probably not legally binding. Yeah. That's all there is to it. They took advantage of me. So I, I got like one of my bucket lists off. You go into Huron Distributors and you just see rows and rows and rows. Of, I, I don't think people people all need to go into a beer distributorship to see how much beer gets consumed. And you go, wow, we have a problem. <laughs> because it's honestly amazing. But you're walking through and my whole goal was like, man, I just really want to get toasted at a, a distributorship. And I, I proceeded to do that. <laughs> So, bucket list check off. I've yeah. gotten the tour there. It is. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Just when you think there's no more doors to open, there's there's another one. There's another yeah. one open. So, uh, we got kicking off and we uh, kind of hit the ground running. We have a huge setup. We have a 20 barrel brew house, uh, 220s. Currently, now we have 220s, 240s, 260s, 20 bright fermenters. Uh, 20 bright and 40 bright, and we have a 60 bright showing up next week, which will be obviously where we're sitting right now. So there'll be a new tank right here. Wow. Um, so that will be coming in, and we have been maxed out pretty much as fast as we can go. Um, we are now statewide. Um, we have how many 80 distributors on there? A lot. I 22. think there's like 22. We have 22. You're in Whole Foods. Yeah, I'm in Whole Foods. I, <laughs> With, I'm an there. H. With an H. <laughs> With an H. Don't be so off. And we, uh, we're, we've uh, really, really just blown up. We're really, I think it's safe to say we're the one of the top three fastest growing breweries in the state of Michigan. Um, Where would you anticipate your uh, so, in the beer industry, we talk about barrelage. So, uh, an entire barrel is 31 gallons. Okay. So, where do you think you're... And, uh, and if we're looking at uh, our audience, so a keg of beer, 16-gallon keg, the big round one, is like 6.75 cases. How many, how many barrels do you think you're going to do this year? Uh, we're going to... At- I would say at least do 4,000, which is 8,000 half barrels, or what is that in uh, cases? Distributors talking Too cases, many. but uh, <laughs> yeah, brewery, so yeah they're, they're a lot. He'll do the math real fast. I hope Golki has some ibuprofen. So <laughs> that's, that's for this year. If I take May to May, we've had the, on the equipment. 54,000 cases. 54,000 cases times four, so we're up in the 200 and some twenty thousand six packs. 
you want to think about it like that. It's a lot. We do a sneaky amount of beer. Mm-hmm. Um, at the, then and you can't make the, enough. And we can't make enough. So right now we've had the equipment maxed up. Out, all the tanks are full. We uh, have been pushing everything as hard as we can. I, we just blew up our glycol machine. <laughs> Literally, it like, blew a hole in a compressor. So uh, we had to get a new unit for that. We're just pushing everything to the max right now. And uh, with our equipment maxed out, we can do 10,500 barrels, which would put us at the seventh largest brewery in the state of Michigan. Wow. 300 and something. So we're doing, we're doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I'm assuming without well, being ignorance is bliss on my end here. So you've gone beyond your wild streams, I'm assuming, or. Yeah, we're projected? at year, what were we, it's two, two and two and a half right now. We're hitting year 10 numbers on my business plan. So yeah, which sounds cool, but honestly, as a, a business owner, it's a huge problem. Cash flow is always your biggest concern and we've been cash flowing every expansion on here because i can't honestly can't get any more loans like there's there's we're maxed out houses are on the line like uh god you're more than all in yeah we're all in we're all in and uh so we've been cash flowing the growth which is awesome but at the same time we could have grown faster we just don't have enough our biggest problem is time because as months go by, we create more revenue, which I can reinvest in the business to create growth. Um, and we just need more time. And when you're at year 10, on the numbers, on the spreadsheets, I had accumulation of year after year, 20, 10, 15, 20% growth. It's kind of hard to do. We're having 150, 160% growth year after year. So I don't have the accumulation of those years to reinvest in the business. So it's just as fast as we can go. And if you look at the if you look at the production situation, let's look at it as a you know a hot tub, a tub. So you're selling baths. You know we're selling beer, selling baths. Um, so I have a hot tub, and you know it all takes. You're in there for 30 minutes. 500 people want to get in that hot tub. Can't do it in a day. All right. So there's. Uh, vessels is a, is a big portion. Um, those kegs over there. So when they, these guys have grown, so you got kegs in the UP, you got kegs down, uh, in, in St. Joe, you got, you got kegs in Brighton, you know, those have to go down. They're in it. They're, they're in the distributorship. They're going to the bar. They're going on tap. They're in the back room for returns. And then they're in in the distributor's back room for returns. They're coming up here. So 20 something houses where I don't know, like, each of them have a lot of our cakes there. And so literally over to my left, we're looking at our empty cakes, and I think there's probably 20 half barrels over there. We have thousands of cakes out in production right now. That's all I got. Yeah. So I have on Thursday 100 half barrels showing up right off the – right from the manufacturer, cake manufacturer, and 206 six barrels. And – Three weeks before, I just got a hundred half barrels and six seventy-five sixes. So every single dime we have, our biggest problem is kegs. We never have enough kegs, and um, it's holding us up a little bit. But we're doing the best we can. 
I mean, supply and demand. Sometimes the when the supply can't meet demand, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. So, it, you know, little background. So the first twelve months that they were in production, they did a thousand barrels, right? like thousand. Thousand forty, close. Um, so, 10% of that is, let's say it's 100. They had an order from a single distributor for 100 barrels of their next smoothie beer. So, at this point, you know, what they made in year one, 10% of that is going to be taken up by one distributor for one load <laughs> to go up. One day. Yeah. And one, yeah, and and then just be and then just evaporate too because the product is so hot downstate that they have people waiting for that and it's going to go and it's just it's just when I went downstate and I went to a place and I I saw the tap and I ordered it and they're like we're out and you, you just smile I mean it was, it's awesome right? yeah we had friends just go on to Mackinac Island and we're well represented up on the island and I think two of the places. I feel like Northern Michigan really got rocked this Fourth of July. I mean, we got literally got our asses handed to us. Like, we, I did not know we could be so busy, and we knew we were going to be busy, but you can't anticipate being up three times the previous year. Like, you just can't, you can't foresee that. What was interesting for me, and maybe you guys, since I saw you both out and about, mm-hmm. I didn't see. It seemed like most of the people that live in the town were out at the lake. Yes. So everyone I saw around town, me, I saw you guys. Mm-hmm. I didn't see a lot of people I knew. I mean, no, the, it was the there. parade. I, of course, I see people. Everybody went to the Sandy's. Yeah, yeah, everybody went to the Sandy's. So everybody I saw at Scoops or down at the Fresh yeah. Palette or Comerica, there's yeah. all pe- faces I've never even seen before. Yeah, yeah. I, I was. I was. We went to Scoops and then we went to the winery and uh, Nucleus and we were moseying around and I just I didn't recognize anyone, which is. Really good for the town at the same sense. I mean, I think we got a little overloaded, but it sounded sounded like a lot of. I think Northeast Michigan is really about to. People are starting to explore. I think they're starting to venture out and come over here. Um, I go all over the state, and um, I don't know if you hear this from when you're out and about that there's actually a really negative connotation with. Alpina, and it's back from, I would say, mid '80s to 2000, right around there, and that's like the last time they've been in. So they're basing Alpina on the experience they had in that time frame. When it was definitely in a downswing. I mean, since we've been coming up here, we've been coming up here. Shoot, now I don't even know, 15, 17, something it was, years. It's complete. It's. Not completely changed, but it is dramatically changed. Oh, yeah. We had this. This was like our Mary yeah. Beth pod. Yeah. You know, and which was a great yeah, Mary Beth. Great job, Casey. Great job. Yeah. Uh, what's interesting is I think a lot of the things that people love about Alpina have always been here. I think yeah. we've done a good job of kind of marketing it a little bit better. better yeah. You know, and um, but yeah, I think it's, it's, it definitely I, does it's, have. To. It's really weird. Like people that haven't been here, I have to really defend the area. It's like you guys really should come up. I mean, like there's X, Y, and Z to do now. There's like all this stuff. Come come up as a, a guest and see. Like we have the shipwrecks. We have no. We have so much. If you like, if you like that outdoors, you will like Alpine. Yeah. If you like the outdoors, you will like Alpine. That's one of the reasons we moved up here. We love the water. We love fishing. I mean, like from my house, I live. In the middle of town on Sixth Street, like you can go 
from my house and have a fishing pole in the water within three minutes. Or where can you do that? Yeah. You really can't, like, in the heart of a city, like, go in and be able to go fish or kayak or whatever you want to do, go swim, whatever. It's definitely, I hope people don't take for granted what the resources are at their fingertips because it's, it's, um, I just spent, we have friends up in California. We went up to Akiak. Is it Akiak or Akiak? Akiak. And then uh, went over to uh, Skill, went to the new lighthouse in Barbara County Point, but we went to the beach over there because um, we have a piece of property in the association. We went to the private beach, and I mean, it's just beautiful. And we're like the only ones there. It's mm-hmm. like a picturesque, like, I mean, Picture, picture time, like, and our friends were just shocked because if you take that and put that in California, there'd be 600 people there, at least, at least. Did you climb the lighthouse? I did the old one. Yeah. Yeah, the new, the new one was closed down. We, <laughs> we, we had a bunch of little kids with us and it takes time to oh, yeah. load up the car seats, but yeah, we barbecued out at the point out there and I mean, it's just like, it's beautiful and that's why you live in Northern Michigan and take advantage of so, our summers and resources like that. All right. Well, I think that's good for this segment. and uh, We're going to sit down and find out a couple other things about the boys here in a couple minutes. All right. So, Scott, um, first of all, before we get crazy into some of this other stuff that you do, I want to thank you for all that you've helped me out. Oh, no problem. I'm very, very happy really, to do that. Um, I probably abuse it, to be honest with you. No, no, I got no, no. you on my phone, and anytime, for, for whatever reason, people come to me when they need help, and they know I know people, and unfortunately, you're one of the people that I, I call upon, and you've always been gracious enough to always do something every time I ask, and I really appreciate it. That's that's uh, totally okay. I, 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 and this this isn't um, a BS. I've said it many times out in the market. I'm I'm really to, lucky to work for who I work for because they give us um, a lot of um, latitude in what we do. And if it, if it helps for the community, uh, it's a good thing. And I think it's a, a nice situation to be anybody in a spot because I know you guys talked about that you guys do 5K um, to, to be able to help out. So we're, we're all, you know, get to a station in our life where where you want to do that things and it's and it's great to be able to 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 assist yeah. and if there's other people that uh get enjoyment out of it and we do some good stuff then then bananas great yeah. and before i go any further too because i always have these planned thoughts and i lose them like you and your group here too i'm always calling them above and beyond anytime i've asked as well so i really appreciate it and before i forget and i drink too much of your awesome beer and then i listen to it and i get all mad and like man i didn't even think we, we definitely try. We, I mean, like, need to support the places you live in because, I mean, you are living there, so you want it to be a better community. I mean, I have a little five-year-old and raising a family here. Scott is too, so it's kind of like you want to create an environment where you can look and be proud of something. So a lot of that is being out in the community and helping out as much as you can. I mean, I wish we could do more, but could literally go bankrupt. He's going. Kind of sounded like yeah. you are already. Yeah. <laughs> You've got yeah. everything on the line. I know, yeah. <laughs> we, you could definitely, I mean, 
we do as much as we can. I know Huron does an outrageous amount of uh, donations and community involvement. And that's what's so cool about this town. It's like, I feel like there's a lot of businesses that step up where they, honestly, I didn't, I did not see this in California. So it has, when I was a teenager, this is kind of what I grew up in. It's big enough where you feel like you almost know everyone. And, but it's um, small enough where you feel like you know everyone, but it's big enough where you still have your elbow room where it's like, no, it's not everyone's in your business. And uh, it's that perfect match of everyone's so polite and nice. And really, I feel like I've met so many people here that just definitely get their shirt off the back. Uh, Scott being one of them. I mean, they're, when there's something that needs to get done, there's a lot of people in this town that will just rise to the occasion. Steve? Well, a phrase I just recently heard, Mary Beth introduced me to it, it said, you need to find someone to help you, ask a busy person, because they'll make the time. Mm-hmm. It's always the busy people that do it, mm-hmm. and the people that, you know, unfortunately, and I guess that's a different topic for a different day. <laughs> no, um, it's true. I understand what yeah. you're saying. So, you guys do a lot, here, Scott, here on. And yep. one of the things I know it's coming up that I thought we talked about first was I saw a big billboard on the south end of town mm-hmm. talking about the bike race. Yep. I know um, the Trails Association is near and dear to your heart. Yep. Yeah. So, I'll talk a little bit about that. Thunder Bay Trails Association, um, it's a nonprofit group. Um, if you've ever been cross country skiing, or uh, biking um, at Norway Ridge, Chippewa. You go cross-country skiing at the city golf course. Uh, that is all volunteer work. Nobody is paid for that. Matter of fact, the money comes out of the, the group's coffers, and they do all of that cross-country uh, skiing, grooming. And then uh, there's a lot of work bees that are happening. I just talked to Dave Anderson that works for, works for Blake in the pub, and, and I know that they were out working on the trails at Chippewa, you know, they're, they're clearing brush. They're uh, helping remove down trees. Uh, they're trying to improve everything. Spring, and spring is an important... If you're interested in donating your time, I've gone out before. Spring is an important thing to get the trails open because there's a lot of leaves from the fall that need cleared so you can find your way where you're supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's uh, been a lot of people that have helped out in this. Uh, I'll name a few. Right now, the current president is Tommy Dowd over at Harborside Cycling. Um, um, so Tom's done a great job and moved uh, a lot of things forward. Uh, Randy Fairbanks was a former president multiple times and has and, and gives his property and a lot of his time to the group. Uh, Hal Butler, Ron Anderson, there's a lot. Um, I think Jeff Blumenthal uh, started a, a kids uh, cross country ski program that is free. The last two winners. Uh, so uh, thank you to him to getting kids active in the outdoors. But so Thunder Bay Trails, they do all that. Um, just a bunch of volunteers, do-gooders that are out there trying to make it better for everybody else. So the, the trails program that's coming up is going to be uh, Saturday, July 14th. Uh, if you need any more information, again, contact Tommy Dowd over at Harborside Second. Uh, but they're going to do a tour of Alpena. So I think they're going to do Rockport. Um, there's some nice riding out at Rockport. Uh, they're going to do Norway. Uh, and then they're going to go do Chippewa and there's going to be a woman's, there's a skills clinic and there's actually a woman's specific mountain bike clinic that's going to be there. 
which is great because like a lot of sports dominated by males, but in the, um, in the mountain bike world, uh, there's a lot of great ladies that are in shape and it. It's, it's about, you know, you guys run, you know, it, you know, it's about repetitive and being good. Sometimes you're on top of your game. Sometimes you're not on top of your game. There's a lot of ladies that are out there on a mountain bike that are going to come crush a ton of people. Yeah. So gender doesn't, isn't really specific on this, but it, but it's fantastic. So that it would draw a new group of people, possibly um, a lot of times females may f- feel more comfortable in a group that are only females. So they're going to, they're going to do that. The, the fees on it are, are, it's actually a value. It's just a good time. There's no winners. There's no losers. There's just people having a great experience. Out there. All right. So if you're interested in our trails, um, if you're interested in writing and you're like, I'm kind of shy, I don't really know anything about this. This is a fantastic opportunity for you to get out, see the trails, because a lot of times you might go out somewhere, somewhere new. You're unfamiliar with it. It's a little intimidating. Um, you're going to get like guided tour. This is going to be a great experience. Tom, Tommy, Harborside will take the time to, you're looking to get into it. A little weary, don't know where to go. I was new to the area. Funny thing, I actually owned a bike shop for three years. So that's my high school job. I actually opened a bike shop. So I'm really into cycling and uh, didn't know the area. And Tommy took the time and asked me to come out. And if you're interested in getting into it, there's awesome trails out here. And go down to Harborside. And there is um, a great circuit of trails right at your fingertips. Yeah. Um. And as far as the non nonprofit uh, situation, they've um, let's see, Thunder Bay Trails has been in existence I think since ninety two, ninety three, gone through different iterations, and uh, it really comes down to the members that show up in the meetings to guide the direction. So if you're interested and you think you've got great ideas, please go to the website, go to the Facebook page. Uh, you can show up at a meeting. Uh, they're going to be. They're going to warmly embrace you and be happy to hear what you have to say. So I think people don't take advantage of the board meetings enough in our town, unfortunately. And whether it's a big one like the city or the township mm-hmm. when you want, like I do, I want somebody to pave my road. Or just like, you know, just with Thunder Bay Trails and you mm-hmm. want them to do something yes. else. Um, there is open discussion to make the community better. I'm actually on the planning commission uh, for the city of Alpena. So my biggest thing was to get in, get involved. If you want something to change, you can't sit around and complain. You can't complain about it. You need to get in, be proactive, be involved. And my biggest concern is this has the potential of being a very popular town. And although Traverse City is super cool, I don't. I think we can agree. I really don't want to live in a town that's as busy as Traverse City. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's some. Sorry, anyone from Traverse City, but like, oh, I don't like the traffic. City. I've been pretty clear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the traffic is a little less than desirable, and I've already moved from that. So let's not let's not do that in Alpena. I just, I guess, I don't. Someday I'll just have a whole rant about it, but I'm just gonna let it go for now. So you guys do uh, a lot of um, nonprofit work. How do you? How do you personally? Divide your time up in, into you know each category and, and what you want to help and 
and work with? Is it, is it just like, is it a hot take? Is it like, boom, this is on the front burner and this is what I'm doing or, you know, or, or you have like a specific agenda of, you know, this is where I want, you know, well, I our community to migrate to. My ship has kind of, of course, been set for a little bit. Brad, I think it probably has a little better, more interesting, I think. Let's While he see. might not be as, wear as many hats as I do, unfortunately, sure. or fortunately, because the thing I want to <laughs> look at it. Um, yeah, so I think probably listen to him then. Brad, I'd let, like, yeah. love to hear. I guess, for me, I like to I'm a planner, so I got to make sure everything is planned. I like to start as soon as possible. So I've been thinking of ideas year-round since the last one, last costume run last year. Just ways to make it, just ways to improve it and make it better for people. I've got Steve and another buddy on our board, I guess, mm-hmm. nonprofit. Sunrise Side Cheaters. We need to have a meeting soon. We've had a couple of meetings, gone through ideas, and just try to make costume run better and improve on it each year. But I could maybe get to a half marathon one day. Mm-hmm. So we're thinking of routes and all this other stuff. So it's a year-round thing for me, just for one thing. I know Steve has all kinds of stuff going on. Well, but that, that's the but that's the choice. Is are we going to be a shotgun or are we going to be a rifle? Yeah. Because a shotgun at some point you can run, run, run in these directions, but at some point you're going to burn down. And if you're going to be a rifle, you know, like like Brad's going to be, you know, then you get to focus in on that and continue moving forward and over the long term. And and neither neither uh, neither way is is wrong. By any means, because I like to, I've had to like spread my stuff out also between Thunder Bay Trails and um, Rough Grouse Society. And now, you know, we, my wife and I, along with a number of other people who coach Little League the last couple of years. And yeah, it's for our son, but we take the time out with, with other kids mm-hmm. um, to, to try to help them. And, and so it's, you know, you have all of these other things that you want to, you want to do. Yeah. I enjoyed kind of like spreading around being involved in a whole bunch of little things and then um my boss was chaired the united way for two years mm-hmm. and then his two-year term ran and then he asked they asked if i would run the two me and my wife would run the two-year term so then alice and i've been this is our last year of it. we have one more year left was this like a godfather ask ah. you know <laughs> like you're gonna do this he is my boss so. <laughs> <laughs> however you know we have one more year of that and to say that the United Way doesn't take part of our time, yeah. that would be a lie. So um, it'll be, while we're definitely grateful for the opportunity to be able to help so many people, it'll be nice to have a little more time to be able to do some of the things that we've had to say no to in the past, or just recently, that right. we used to be able to say yes to. So. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, you know, we're a little bit different stage in our life. You know, I, you, your kids are, you know, virtually adults now. Right? Well, they have two you of them know. are. You know, you and know. that's, it's funny to sit with guys that, like uh, one of my good friends, Eric, you know, and he's got little boys, you know, and I sit there and I mean, for better or for worse, it, you know, can't change the past. But I had my kids when I was really, really young. Mm-hmm. That's just how it is. But of course, the, the backside or the end side of this now is, is that my kids are almost all grown now. Right. You know, it's so, wow, it's just been different to watch you guys 
do it. Talk about five-year-old baseball. Yeah. You know, and I was dealing with a five-year-old baseball, you know, a long, long time ago. <laughs> when? So. When I was partying every day. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and doing whatever I wanted you to know, do. It's funny, yeah. Yeah. Angels. Yeah, yeah. I had a couple friends that were like, man, I get why you said no so many times. You know, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it changed. It changed. Yeah. 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 It's like, it's not on your schedule. It's on their schedule. Yeah. And, um, and, and uh, you know, at, but both ends, there's good and bad, but absolutely rewarding, you know, regardless oh, yeah. of, of what you're doing. There's, you know, just uh, my arm's not as good to throw batting practice anymore. Yeah. That's yeah. all there is to it. <laughs> the pops and keeks. You know? The funny thing for me is my sister, who's a year and a half younger than me, she's got three grandchildren. So it's just like crazy. To, I mean, I guess technically, I mean, my son's 21. So, I mean, mm-hmm. he could. I already, by the time his age, I was blown by what he was for a second. So, I mean, um, you know, he, uh, yeah, very well. I mean, he's not going to because he doesn't have a girlfriend. Right. And you, I, you could conceive I could be a grandfather. I guess, so yeah. I'm not going to be, but anyways, <laughs> you're going to get the call tonight. Oh, stuff you in that tube thing over there. All right. Um, so the other thing I know Huron does that I think a lot of people, I think it kind of gets pushed to the side, but the Alpena Volleyball League. Mm, yeah. yeah. So we'll talk about that a little bit. And that's, uh, uh, we, we commonly refer to that at, at work as Jim's baby. Uh, <laughs> so if, if you can, so uh, our, our owner president is uh, Jim Johnson and he had an idea uh, years ago of, Hey, you know, they, they have dart leagues and they have pool leagues in the winter you know, what can we do to get people moving around and, and enjoy themselves? And, and Hey, if they responsibly have a couple beers on a random weeknight, you know, fantastic. We're having fun and we're promoting our spot, our product in a responsible way. And it's a good experience. So we decided on uh, beach volleyball. I think it started off with like six teams and roughly now without having an exact head count, because there's some people that'll correct me out there. I'm going to just going to say flat 50. There are light poles at the beach now. There's multiple courts that had been added over the years. There's light poles at the beach there's now. There's two locations. There's two locations. <laughs> so, so it's Tuesday and Wednesday night, and it's mixed leagues, which is fantastic because it's really just about going out and going and having a good time. Uh, there's levels of leagues. So if you want more challenging or or a little less challenging and relaxed, that's all out there. You can go to Aplex. You can go to uh, Mishkiwis. And if you haven't seen it, I would say on a Tuesday night, go to Mishkiwis. We've had fantastic weather. Uh, you're going to go down. You're going to see some some good play. Uh, you're going to see some people having fun. You're going to see people utilizing an area that was desolate 10 years ago. Wheat. Yes. So it's rejuvenated. Um, it's rejuvenated that territory. We've got to be able to put money into it. Huron's put money into it. Their league has put money into it. Um, there's been grants that, that have been put into it. So if, if we're talking about you know bettering a community, this is how it happens. You pick a spot and you move forward with it. Now, the anticipation was not for this to happen. Hey, maybe we're going to get 20 teams that come out. Uh, but it has grown and grown, and people enjoy it, and they have a good time. And and uh, and you're on, you're on the beach in the summertime in northern Michigan, I know a lot of people that play are going to say, hey, wait a minute. Generally, it's cold and the wind's blowing yeah. like Dickens. But 
we're pretty lucky right now. So tomorrow night, which would be the 10th, right? You can, you can go out there and check it out. And, uh, uh it's, they've done a lot of good things down there and, and, and it's really helped out the community and, and actually, so volleyball, fantastic sport. It's, it's generated a lot more interest, even in youth volleyball. There was a uh, uh, good interest out there already. There's some fantastic uh, coaches at the, at the grade school level um, and club teams, uh, chaos. I know uh, the, some of my friends, pre-cords out there, Stacey McEwen, they've coached teams that go down and they go to these big tournaments. It's a great opportunity, specifically for me, females, because there's no men's uh, volleyball, which is an awesome sport, beach or, or indoor. Um, for them to go on out of Alpena and go to college. But female volleyball, yeah, there's an opportunity. So it, it's a new avenue. So maybe you get part of your schooling paid for it and, and, have, and meet some numerous, great people. Numerous girls that have got scholarships <clears throat> in volleyball. That's a huge opportunity for volleyball, golf, and tennis. And yeah. Golf especially. Yeah. Yeah. My daughter uh, lucked out and was able to do it for shop. But, and, you know, she had the opportunity. She I was, she worked hard enough and put in the work where she could have done shot put where she could have gone. She's smart. So she had good grades. So she could have gone to pretty much wherever she wanted to, but I told her, and you can appreciate this because we're all on the back end. You know, I was like, there's no recreational shot put league. <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you get out of college, when you're, when you're done, yeah, when, when you're, done. Yeah, you're not going to get 10 friends together and say, Let's go throw a rock. Yeah. You know, it's just not going to happen. So it's definitely life sports. Yeah, yeah. So that one might not be one of them. Yeah. I, I got my shot put ninety degree yeah. in the backyard. You guys come over. And yeah, so we'll have some stuff. If this up. is something you want to do. Do it as long as you can because eventually it's going to be over. And then, right. you know, so and it's cool to see her. Like I said, something that she's able to get some of her schooling paid for and have a pretty neat experience. So. There's a lot of great people, too, that have helped out with the volleyball. Uh, John Brewers. Um, John's done a ton of stuff. Um, uh, John Chuck, has the most thankless job in that league. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. 100%. <laughs> yes, he does. I, he's kind of – John's like league the, president? He used to be the commissioner, the like, president, but it all flowed to him. Volleyball country back? Yeah. All – you know, everything rolled downhill where John was on the bottom. So. Yeah. I think uh, – I think, and John's kind of kind of be working himself out on – and Chuck Linsky has really said, "Hey, I'm going to try and step up and and uh, and and try to like fill the gap to to in a certain extent." But that's another thing right there. If you're interested in it and you see a direction for this thing, call somebody, show it a meeting. You know, go 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 talk to them. And, and I think the thing that upsets me or just pisses me off the most is it seems like the people that complain the most do the least some or not mm. aren't as evolved a lot of times. And I just wish they would do more, you know, and take because the Lord knows John could use help sometimes. Yeah. You know, There's a just, lot of talk, not a lot of walk. Yeah. There's uh, doers and yeah, there's only so much time for doers to do. Yeah. And that's why I just with that league, it's just what it is. I have a good time playing. I'm not any good by any stretch of imagination. But Gets me out on a Tuesday night and see some people. Yeah, you have you have a fun time. Yeah. You know, you're out in the sun and and you're in, you're enjoying stuff. So it's a um, yeah, a good it's a good bonus. It makes winter more tolerable. Yes, yes. yes. Um, anything else you got cooking that 
you're helping out with that you might want to mm, let people know about? Uh, Rough Grouse Society. There is a charity shoot out at Lost Lake Woods Club in July. So there's a uh, Alpena chapter of the Rough Grouse Society. We, we run a banquet generally in, in April, which is uh, it, it's done very, very well. There's some nice prizes there. Even if you're not a, uh, a bird dog person or an upland hunter, uh, you're going to have a great meal, and there's a lot of great people that's involved with that. Um, you can contact Bill Bolliard. Uh, find him via Facebook, uh, club president. And like I say, with the Little League, we've been doing more with that. Uh, big kudos to not my son's team, but the, the, the Alpena 10U team. They won the state, the state title over the weekend that's in the awesome. same area that we were at. And, uh, and I look forward to uh, taking on a couple opportunities to maybe improve uh, um, the, uh, the fields a little bit and, uh, and helping out kids. It's a next generation, and, and there's a lot of people that put a lot of time into all of us, and it's our opportunity to put time into the rest of the kids. I know my, uh, my brother has a Brittany. Mm. So, and he's been, he just, he actually just got it back from retrieving school. He's mm-hmm. sending it out. And I don't know how well it worked out. And where is he located? He's at? in Kansas and he's trying to make his way back. He's in Kansas. He's he is my new right best now. friend. He's my new, hey, you want to go? <laughs> yes, I, I do. You <laughs> All you got to do is get, I'll tell you what, I'll trade you. He's got an apartment. How much beer place. does this cost? Because oh, I am in. Just get him a Budweiser beer with one of the little pretty dogs on it and then you'll be. This is this is good news. Yeah, yes. Good. Oh yeah, he did. he goes uh, you know in the field all the time. At least not as much as he would love, but you know it's a it's a long trip out there. Though. Oh yeah, yeah. But definitely, let me know. We can make an act. We are going to have to talk about brown trout at some point here too. Just we can to talk about know. brown trout now. All right. So brown trout, um, they do. Austin Brothers, generous enough to. Uh, this is very difficult. So we've had a lot of requests for people to make special beers. And I'll go to Blake and I'll say, hey, can you do this? Well, and as we talked about not. as we talked about hot tubs earlier, there's yeah. only so many hot tubs that we can do with people wanting to get in. But for this particular event, which is very near and dear to very many people in Alpena, um, they do make a concession we, for it. Actually, we, this was one of the things before we moved out here full time. We would try to get it where we hit the couple, we try to get here like July 2nd, uh, stay through brown trout, so we get a block of time, and uh, usually pulled it off, but, so brown trout, we would make sure we hit the start of it, and just, I mean, it's just a, a cool thing I wish people would go out to and support so it doesn't go away. Please go out. So, last year you guys did the big browning? Uh, so, Dipsy Diver. First, first, year, right. first year was big browning. And then we did Dipsy Diver, which was a shandy. This year we are doing... Um, we've been so busy, I haven't even named it yet. But it's... Uh, I, I think it's you're contractually obligated to Revenge of Big Brownie. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, know I if anybody has seen. I don't know if anybody has seen the artwork yet. It's Revenge of Big Brownie. That's they, they did mean. a really good job. So we all remember. Cool. Hopefully, we all remember. Granted, we're talking about ninety two, ninety three on graduation. And I don't even want to ask when you guys graduated, but 
So remember the Jaws poster with the, with the shark coming out of the water and the, and the person on the surfboard, I think it was. Well, there's a gigantic toothy brown trout coming up out of the water, and it's Revenge of Big Brownie. I like it. So we're doing a, what did we decide what we were doing? Passion fruit pineapple. It's a passion fruit pineapple, uh, like kind of like a blonde ale, like mixed together with Passion fruit, fruit pineapple shandy. Together. It's almost like a shandy. Well, yeah. we're going to be at the Pilgrim Tournament Friday. At least yeah. I am. So there's, I, I mean, he's it's going just, too. See, you didn't even know it, but I already I think it just, it, just, <laughs> it just screams summer. So it's just kind of like yeah. one of those beers you want to be down by the water session where um, I mean it's summer in Alpena yeah. we can kind of tangent since we got it going so this weekend it's Art in the Bay weekend yes yes, yes and then we usually say this to the end but we can talk about it now so you got Art in the Bay and then of course there's the beer tasting going on that Saturday I think from like well the the, the big kickoff is Friday yeah. so that's the Neiman's uh, you know big uh, small tent night and they do kind of a uh, usually a luau type of theme but that will be the release of Revenge of Big Brownie. And there's that poker tournament in the Big Ten. Yep. Well, that's where I'm going to be. And I just told Brad he's going to be now. So Surprise, surprise. And what is that? Who's running that one for Ben? I honestly don't know. I just know that. What's I don't. The what? What's the buy-in? The buy-in is 45 bucks. So here's what I'm going to say. Here's my story. Registration starts at 5 o'clock. Uh, cards fly at 6. I get out at 5.30. And I remember the one year, I was like, you know what? I don't need to leave at 5.30. I mean, I don't need to be there right at 5. I'll just leave at 5.30. It doesn't start till 6. I got a half hour to... Mm-hmm. I got there. It was too late. So if you want to be in it... So how many seats did they take, do you know? I think they took right around 100. They oh. Ten, they had like 10 tables. Okay. So, but I was told by a good source that they bought more chips. So hopefully they'll have more space. Okay. So $45 uh, buy-in. And then, you know, they usually pay a couple places. So the one year, I did all right. I think I got like second. So. That's pretty solid. Yeah. After after you're done playing poker, you can come over to the small tent. Yeah. Taste the new beer. And then I think on Monday, probably, there will be select locations in Alpena. We'll be able to receive like one keg. Okay. Uh, so it will uh, it will very, go very pretty fast. Um, and the, the good, like Blake said, the good people at the Brown Trout, you know, there's a lot of people that toil over that. We know that our fishing has um, gone up and down. And maybe it's not where it was 15 years ago, uh, but uh, you know, it's on the upswing. I think. Yeah. I guess it depends on what you're fishing for, right? I sure. Mean, from my understanding, walleye, walleye, oh, yeah. is huge right now, and, yep. and I know you got bass fishermen coming from all over the mm-hmm. United States for Pete's sake to fish in our area. So, I mean, bass doesn't seem to be hurting. Them. I pushed some so some people that we met at the hotel in Detroit. They're from Alabama. I pushed them up into Alpena because they're like, we come here every year to go smallmouth fishing. And I said, well, have you ever watched Major League Fishing? Yeah. It's only been on five years. Three of the five years have been on Alpena. I said, there's, there's five bodies of water. There's a reason for <laughs> You know, that. I think you just need to, if you've come from all the way from Alabama, we have an airport. You can just show up there. Yeah. You know, and spend your money here, please. <clears throat> yeah. Tip heavily. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I don't know. They have, I know. True North Radio is doing a lip sync contest. Yes. And they want, I know they were, last I talked, I talked to Daryl Saturday at the concert park. Yep. They were looking for a couple people. You submit your act on Facebook, and then they're going to take a couple winners, and then you can come in. It's a cash prize. The first place gets 250 bucks. Yep. So yep. if you're, there's money, there's money on the line. Money on the line. 
Um, and and I, I don't know if they were pushing like an, an 80s theme. I think they're totally open to a, to whatever is available so, out there, whatever, you whatever you're comfortable with. I have all this stinking photography equipment. Would you do lipstick stroking? Can we just come on? The people want that. I promise you, there are things, there are things that people know they didn't want in their lives, and then all of a sudden they see it or experience it. Like, I oh my gosh, it. I didn't know I wanted that. I promise that. But everyone see. loves what they can't have. Yeah. They, want, they want it. They want. It feels a karaoke contest. Just give it to them. Well, you can still sing it. No, I can't. I'll just play the words with it. How about you just say you think about it? You don't tell me, no, just think about it. Yeah, I think a couple more milk routes. We can okay. make this happen. All right. Tonight. I mean, he's going to think about it. So Total possibility. It's not going to have to. I don't think about it. All right. So, um, well, I think that probably gives a little book close to the end. Sure. We're going to go to our top five. We have the best top five this week. Ready? One, two, three. All right. So if nobody heard that, that was, uh, that was a, a four bottles of beer being opened up at the same time. Uh, the next time that you're celebrating with friends and you get the opportunity, even either open your cans or uh, open your bottles all at once. And it's just something nice to designate that this is a celebration and that you're all doing this together. Instead of individuality, embrace community. All right? <laughs> we are definitely about that here in this podcast. Cheers, Cap. Did you hurt your hand? I did. You poor guy. So I gave you the one with flash yards on it. Our top yeah. five this week is wrestlers. Yes. So I need to, we left this pretty wide open, and I made one change to your role. Yes. And that was, you're allowed one tag team. Mm. Because. That change was, changes my list. So. But yet, I was not allowed Degeneration X. So That's too many people. So, you, Rady usually leads the top five, and I'll let him, but I just to give our viewers or listeners a, uh, that's the TikTok, so. We'll go start at the bottom for each person at five, and we'll go up from there. Which I don't even know. This isn't wrestlers, I know, but this is professional wrestling. It was hard to find my food. I I, I was was hard to find it or hard to decide. No, decide. There was so many. I was like, how do I squeeze that into one person? Hmm. Scott, I do have a list. I I got a list the other night. (laughs) (laughs) I do have a lot of stuff on it. All right. Well, my number five is Macho, Randy Macho Man Randy Savage. Can't go wrong there. I don't think so either. Snap into a Slim Jim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, he he totally, uh, he sold a lot of, like, uh, neon straw hats. He did. And, and a lot of shades out there. Um, the big elbow. Jeez. I think there's a whole boatload of people that you could just be like, you know, these are all top 10 people. Oh, and there's so many. It's just like, depends where your heart's at. So my number five, I will, I will actually, because it was so hard to go. I was considering, I don't know, like I'm an 80s, born in 84. So one of my top ones because he was weird, but he didn't make my top five. Was Doink the Clown? I don't know if you remember Doink the Clown, yeah. but I always thought it was hilarious. The clown kicking everyone's ass. Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow. 
that was a that was a runner-up. But my number five was uh, Vader. Nice. Oh, you remember? It's oh, time. Yeah. It's time. It's Vader time. Yep. <laughs> and I got and the intro music or way they come in does play a part of this. Oh, all the oh yeah. Intros is like, yeah, it's, it has a huge part of this. I mean, you can do like figuring out the list in my head. There's a lot of soul searching. It's like, I'm really into intros and into. Yeah. We had to figure out what's important, what ranks, you know, what's going to be the most important to you to rank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm into extroverts where I just, yeah. just like the pouring of emotion. You know, the, the, the person that gives the, the best promo, you know, yeah. is amazing. There's in-ring talent. You know, there's a lot There's a lot of different things. It depends on, depends on which way you go. On I, I, Boy Meets World. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes. Yes. I will say one of the things I'd like to hear by the end of the podcast is, so if you had an intro song, what would it be? I'll have to think about that. Yeah. We'll save it to the end. We'll All save right. it to the end. Yeah. Uh, we're going around the table here, so I'm going to use, I'm going to use my, uh, you know what? I'm going to do this for a friend. And, uh, so Chris is out there and I didn't know Chris was a wrestling fan, but, uh, this guy's totally awesome too. Didn't maybe cut great promos, but the entrance was electric. You know, the athletic ability was up there. Ultimate warrior. Oh Uh, yeah. And how can you, how can you not see the iconic face paint? You know, and oh yeah, and the the arm tie bands. I mean, yeah, Ultimate Warrior to make the cut for me. I wanted to get him in there because I saw the Ultimate Warrior wrestle Hulk Hogan alive in the palace when I was a kid. I still can remember this day, and I just number one on my list. Yeah, first one I wrote My my best friend's one was an Ultimate Warrior. I, I never connected with him. I don't know what it was. There's people you connect with. More, he wasn't one for me. When he, rushes, when he rushes the ring, though, there's electricity. Oh, yeah. there, I think he would. There was just something like I wasn't exposed to him as much. Yeah. When you're like, you fall in love with what you're exposed to, like deep down. You're probably more of an NWO time to time. Right? Oh, no. 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 We'll, we'll go through my yeah. list. Okay, that's good. Actually, <laughs> so, I blocked a lot of that out. Yeah. Number five for me. I like, I like my. It's colors. my tech team. Ooh. Ooh. So. And it's pretty easy once you figure it out. It's demolition. And it has, oh! it has nothing to do with demolition, really. It has everything to do with Mr. Fuji. <laughs> so, so I had to work an Asian in this thing somehow. There's two things I work in every podcast. Is I try to work an Asian in there, and I also try to work Brad a girlfriend. And I think if you karaoke, you might be able to get a girlfriend. They want me to sing. They don't want me no, to it's a lip sync. I know that. They would want me to sing. Well, I mean, you could still hear in my sweet velvet voice. Oh, yeah. Or man. maybe duo Islands in the Stream. Oh, well, I mean, my wife's mom. We just need a dollar. I'll tell you, like, uh, karaoke. There's just something magical about it. For me personally, my wife's bought a lot of shit for herself after I went to karaoke because I just get annihilated. Yeah. <laughs> it's I don't- a- I thought I was the token Asian portion. I was uh, I was born in Japan. Yeah. You know what would be interesting is we could do top five karaoke songs. Oh. Because that would be like your go-to karaoke song. We could do this right up. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have, I have my list. I'm ready. Let's yeah. go. All right, number four, Bradley. Number four is Rowdy Roddy Piper. Oh, that's, that's a good one. one. The bagpipe. See, another great intro. 
you heard the bagpipes and you automatically knew. Like something about that with uh, the Silver Dome. I totally agree. He's on my he's on my list. I mean, you got the leather jacket. You got. I wish I had a hot rod T-shirt right now. I'd be wearing it. <laughs> I have a kilt, but I'm not wearing that. Uh, but Rowdy Rod and you know they live. Yeah. I'm here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. How can you? Yeah. Yeah. My uh, my number four was someone that's iconic. But still not my top, Hulk Hogan. He was not my favorite wrestler, but I loved his interviews. I, lo- I love the – he he had a very good acting of being over the top doing the interviews. That's what I enjoyed about him. Right. And, and so nobody probably did anything more for those organizations than what he did. Yeah. His intro music, Real American. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I cranked yeah. that during the 4th of July parade. And, like, we, we had Miss Sunrise Side. Yeah. And those girls were obviously a little bit younger. And I was just blaring that. And they were, you could tell they were just not feeling it. And I was like, you don't understand. No. Yeah. Do you know what this is? You, even you know should what this is. You should have There's stopped nothing. the vehicle, got out. And like, you know, it started. And I really wanted just to blare it really loud. And then I could tell after about the 10th time yeah. playing that song, Allison was like, I'm just done with this song. But the problem with the parade is you might have heard it 20 times, but that person going by you only gets to hear it yes. once. Yes. So you have to play it for that person. And I know there's probably only 10 people in that. And the whole time I've gone through the parade that would have heard it and gone like, I know what that is. Yeah. Those 10 people. Oh, they loved it. Would have just been like, they loved it. Yes. Like that is the best parade song. You should have had the girls with it. Well, that's why I had the crowd. I told Casey, I was like, I'm going to build a float of just Hulk, like a imposter Hulk Hogan on there and just have him sit there doing this in the, to the crowd the whole time. Uh, I'll go with my number four, and I'll use my tag team on this, Ooh. is the uh, Acolyte Protection Agency. Bradshaw and Ron Simmons, a.k.a. Farouk. All right. So they're, they're besides just coming in and destroying people, and I understand this is all scripted violence, but I will say these people are amazing athletes. Yes. All right. So you're talking about size, speed, strength. These people are amazing athletes. Um, their promos that they did were just hysterical to me. Sitting around, drinking beer, smoking cigars, playing cards, chips all over the place. It was very much of a stereotype. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and I think, don't they look at whatever works best? Yeah. You know, is we just – Said Rowdy Rowdy Piper, which which is, I think, is still in my list. It's on my list, but you know that's what they want that person to be. Yeah. Number four for me is Arne Anderson. See, mm. uh, I felt like I had to have some WCW people on here, just because. And it, there, there was a time frame for that. Yeah, there's there was like a little clips where it's like there's so much wrestling on now. I don't yeah. know what to do. And like what Rick, station do I watch? Yeah, what station do I watch? I'm talking like old school TBS. T- you know, TNT like, or TBS. Sunday yeah. afternoon at like 3 o'clock for an USA. hour. Yeah, USA Network. Yeah. Um, I mean, I really wanted to put the Nature Boy down right. for my WCW guy, but he's just so popular and kind of like Hogan. You know, yeah, where he's like, I, you know. Definitely, there's there's just like certain things people do really well, and he definitely was a show. Like there's certain people that they're wrestling, but actual – 
in the in the ring was awesome, and there's some people that the interviews and all the sideshow stuff was like top notch. Yeah, and I'm well, sure you guys have have watched the Thirty for Thirty, Ric Flair. Oh yeah, I mean. I'm sure that's all those guys, yeah. you know, all rolled up because you can be Razor, Ramon, Scott Hall or whatever. It's, it's, I mean, they're all honestly like for, raging alcoholics, you even, know, drug even, addicts, even like deviants. Staged and everything. It's actually kind of cool to see how important it is for them to be like a world champion. Like it's like it means the world to them. So it's like however they get there, I don't know how all the script writing works, but it's like. Very important that they actually made it to that top level. And like, they take it very serious. It's like, wow, this is like just like a movie, but cool. Right. And, and, and so I always think about actors and especially like method actors, how they, how they get involved in a role. And I always, I always try to think, well, so what happens to them throughout the course of their life? Are they the, actually the same person as when they, I mean, we all have experiences where we change, but are they, melded so much into a character that it changes their everything going forward. That's how Casey and I feel about Robert Downey Jr. He really is Tony Stark. Oh, yeah! I mean, like, he's yes, just fully embraced the role of, like, yep. just, I mean... I, I, feel, I feel like there's certain actors that get wrapped in, like, I feel like Johnny Depp gets out there and, like, um, there's so many people that get wrapped into it. It's like, what the hell happened to them? Um... Christian Bale gets really wrapped in things and stuff too. But back to wrestlers. We're at number four. Number three. three. Number three. Number three is my tag team. It's the Steiner Brothers. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're from Michigan. So that really shoots them up. The Your favorite in between, Rick Steiner or Scott Steiner? I've always been a Rick Steiner. Right on. But the head hero. It was the crazy. <laughs> one. I remember walking. We were living in Louisiana at Fort Polk. Small military base. And they had a WCW road show going on. And the Steiner Brothers were there. I was just so excited to go see them. They were the last match and they won, and I was just so happy. It just made my day. I mean, they, they were they were great. And, at, and before, like Scott went kind of crazy and became his own individual, I mean, those guys were, they were legit. And WCW guys. Yes. So I like that. Yeah. So. All right. My number three is very specific because it is. These longtime wrestlers that go through so many different stages. My number three, it's like probably a 10, nine or 10, The Undertaker mm. with Paul Bearer. Mm. Oh. The early days. I mean, yeah. like, we're talking like 92, yeah. 93, where it's like, the Undertaker, <laughs> the yeah, with yeah. the urn and yeah. like the whole the and the Paul Bearer did most of the talking for the Undertaker and yeah, he Undertaker just had the hat with his hair down and, and his eyes are just and pale and yeah. you could like not see him and you're like who is this guy? It's like and he was just a big monster man and the thing with this little short fat Undertaker promoter fucking you know, <laughs> promoter guy. So there's. Uh, I think uh, in the 90s, I think Undertaker's a, a staple for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. I know he's still around. I, I don't I don't really watch it now. He only shows up when they pay him a bunch of money. Yeah. Usually WrestleMania. Yeah. WrestleMania. Uh, my number three, I'll go. Uh, so I'm going kind of technical and in-ring stuff. 
the, the rest of the way. Uh, Brett, the hitman heart. So, and it's not because you you guys wore pink and black tonight. Um, so, uh, if you watch, if you if you did any investigation about the the Hart family and where they come from, that documentary was super cool. About that one. And it goes, it you know, they're they're wrestlers, not show wrestlers, but they're wrestlers. Like, I'm going to submit you to the ground. And he brought that legitimacy into the ring. Uh, much like uh, uh, Kurt Angle, you know, uh, yeah. uh, an Olympian, um, and uh, and then he also had a little bit of showmanship, but his, sh- his showmanship was on the quiet side. It was kind of like a slow burn. He's going to be the guy that's not going to say anything. Um, that's going to just come out and kick your ass in pink and black. Well, <laughs> and the funny thing about the Hitman was, you know, these guys they write the stories, right? Mm-hmm. We all know that's fake and yeah. scripted. And- they put that script where he, they put turned him as heel, mm-hmm. and then I think it became Canada and anti USA, and it just like almost destroyed his career. Like people yeah. couldn't get past it. Then after that, that he just they kind of had him play this role, and it's like I don't think they ever meant it to be like that for him to you know the cost of his career. And, and then really when when he was they knew he was leaving to go to WCW for all the money, and uh, and then there was the. I don't know. It was the Calgary screw job or whatever they they, they referred to it as, where he was uh, um, uh, working with Shawn Michaels that night, and he was supposed to win, and then he was going to walk away from the title, and then Shawn Michaels, which supposedly was a good friend, said, "You know what? Boss told me to do this, so I'm submitting you right now. Keep the title in our company because you can't have a current title holder walk away because that delegitimizes delegitimizes everything that everybody else has done." And uh, that was one of the things where, you know, there's some there's some true passion that came out after that. Oh, yeah. Um, interesting. My number three was down to I knew I wanted to heal because my next two are heroes. And you can't have the heroes without having a really good bad guy. So it came down to either the hitman, mm-hmm. but I went with Kurt Angle. So, nah. I, again, he brought a, leg- a certain amount of legitimacy to the – A ton of legitimacy. Yeah. And um, – he was, he's still great at being a bad guy. Like, he's just a good bad guy. And, you know, he's good enough that you kind of, like, respect him, but he's good at being bad, so you want to see him lose. And I think that's tough. To be able to pull off the role being – I mean, because let's be honest, he's a great wrestler, right? So <laughs> he has to make it to the point where people don't like him, and it's, it takes skill to be able to, you know, really – Play the heel, and and he he actually he actually cut some pretty good promos too. Once yeah. he went to the little crazy side, yeah. he did a good job of, of cutting some promos, and and uh, I can respect that pick. It's a great pick. Great. Oh, top two. I struggle with my one and two, but number two is Stone Cold. Mm. What can you say about the Who drives a beer truck? You <laughs> Joe Louis Arena and just starts spraying beer everywhere. So, doesn't care. Probably saved that company. <laughs> probably probably saved Coors Light. Well, say saved WWE to yeah. an extent. Yeah. I mean, that was so popular. Yeah. You know, you, how many 316 t-shirts did you see at the time? Stone Cold's my number two as well. Okay. So, yeah. Um, we probably have the same number one. We probably do. So, uh, but I mean, when you hear the breaking of the glass, oh. it's just amazing. You know? Yep. Shit stops. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, I mean, you know, you know what's happening, yeah, and and to, and to go out and mash beers, whether whether 
whether Miller Lite was paying them that day or Coors Light or yeah. Budweiser. Uh, we call them Steve Weisers at work, by the way. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, you go out and you crush, you, you crush that stuff. And the things that he did with uh, – and it, it's really tough to say how can you not pull Vince McMahon into any of this yeah. as far as maybe the best character mm-hmm. um, out there. Uh, you know, hey, did, the Stone Cold did some, did some great stuff. So, I, I have, Stone Cold didn't make my list. Not that I don't like him. Yeah. But there was something when he was in WCW. I Do you remember? I don't remember his name. It's like, oh, oh God. It's like something. Oh, stunning like Steve. Stunning right? Steve Austin. And I cannot get past he went from that to Stone Cold. So, it was like. He went to the last in Austin. I just, there was just something where I couldn't do it. I was just like, but you were doing this over here and now you're Stone Cold, which actually is kind of weird because my next wrestler has multiple personalities. Oh, is, uh, oh, oh man. Nice. I'm pointing at it right there. Maybe, yeah. maybe. Mick Foley. Yeah. No, you can't give it away, goddammit. Yeah. So, uh, Mine's uh, Mick Foley with, I actually liked all of them. Mankind, Dude Love. Oh, yeah. And then Cactus Jack. And yeah. it's just like, there's, so, he almost was my number one. Almost. Because he was, there was like this, so, I remember the years. Well, we're on number two kind of, right now. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, re- I remember getting, I think it was like, 11, 12, or something like that, and kind of starting to get busy and out of it. But they were just doing brutal stuff. I don't remember, like, those cave, the thing with the Undertaker. Hell with, like, the cell where he threw him off the top yeah, of the Yeah, yeah, it's just, like, just brutal. Throwing them on, like, pins, like, literally the tacks. And you're just like, what is that? That's, like, real, though. Yeah. They show him sticking to his face. Yeah, and, and it was just, like, it was just brutal. I forget. There was, like, eras during uh, professional wrestling where – there was like, I forget all the, the names of them, but it was like, seeing that happen, it was like, that dude's committed. Yeah. Like, that guy, he was a good actor. I mean, he had to play three parts, and they were all entertaining, I thought. Yeah. So, he was uh, one of my, my top for, like, he was probably my favorite wrestler. He was my favorite wrestler, not my first favorite personality. I guess there was too many things going on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so my number two, uh, actually the last two guys are ECW guys. Uh, oh, nice. So uh, if nobody knows us, Sabu uh, from ECW. And his actual first name is Terry, and he's a Michigan guy. And there's actually Noah Fella that grew up with him. And uh, if you talk about commitment to that, you know, there's, there's fellas that are like, hey, Monday night or the big – pay-per-view i'm gonna do this i'm gonna put my body on the line uh this guy did it every night you know there's there's cuts there's bleedings there's 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 broken bones on a nightly basis that you you probably have to google these things so if you google sabu uh and you'll 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 kind of be impressed i my number two is still in gold so i guess we i don't really have a lot to say he's just He's who he is. So. My number one is The Rock. Mm. As is mine. And how can you not? Because cut the best 
promos ever, you know, great in-ring work. I'll shut up. He would sell the Stone stone Cold Stunner. It was just amazing. They talk about it still, how he would just do these flips after being stunned. He would just sell everything. Look what he is now. So I know. I mean... Yeah, that relationship between The Rock and Stone Cold was just as good as Hulk Hogan and Macho Man. Mm-hmm. At, you know, yeah, it was like it was like it was a generational thing. I feel like it was like so. The weird thing with Macho Man and Hulk Hogan for me, it was actually a little early for me because I would have been like four or five. So how I got to see all those wrestling matches, my friend's older brother taped a bunch of them so when all the early 90s wrestling was going on we'd actually watch the recorded tapes okay. to lead into like wcw nwo and all that stuff yeah. and see all the so i got to see like this timeline all these guys career kind of fast so it's kind of cool kind of cool to see yeah hogan turning heel at you know mm. nwo that was kind of a big deal that was that yeah. was that was kind of Yellow to black. It's, yeah. It's a dramatic change. Up to me. Uh, oh, you know, you, you number was, one. You number one. My number one is probably like a lot of people's is uh, Macho Man. So Macho Man actually was ahead of me. but So I got to see the NWO version a lot, which actually was not my favorite version of Macho Man. I love the late 80s. So, so as a kid, watching him on tape and recording, you're like, this guy is intense. This is awesome. Watching as an adult, you're like, this guy's on drugs. <laughs> this guy's <laughs> yeah, this guy's guy guy. jacked up. Coked out. So I was like, yes, this is awesome. Like childhood and adult, I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. So just the interviews with Miss Elizabeth and like the he whole put her on her shoulder and thing. It's just like I'm not even here right now. <laughs> <laughs> like a creamer. And like yes. this is like the whole thing. It's just like I love oh, I love being over the top and it's just sealed the deal for me. And then all the freaking colors and the tassels and the glass. I was just like, this is this is wrestling. This is wrestling. And you you know that, like, so the day after the match, he isn't walking out of the hotel room and shaking hands and saying, Hi, Daryl, how are you today? Did you check your stock market? Like, he is living that life. Yeah, he's no, like, that's, that's what it I, is 100%. I felt like he was, like, almost borderline. That's who he was. And that's, it felt real. It felt real to me. Where, like, that's why Hulk Hogan wasn't as high. That was definitely a personality. I feel like, feel like Macho Man was definitely in that group, and that was almost like who he wanted to be, but you can't be like that in real life. Well, you can, but no one hang out with you. Uh, my number one, you'd probably Google this one too, and I didn't do this to be a dick or anything, uh, but best athlete probably ever saw in big-time wrestling the real fucking deal, Rob Van Dam. <laughs> uh, I mean, so if you watch like before they were they were purchased by WWE, you go back to the way stuff. He is jumping off of the top rope into the crowd 
which there's no way in hell this can happen now because somebody's going to get sued for everything that they're worth. But he's from the from the top rope to the top of his head, and he goes up probably 35 feet in the air. I mean, that guy is flying 20 foot one way into a crowd of people and attacking his opponent. And I'm sure there's other people that got broken noses or anything. Uh, he, he is a Michigan native, uh, but for size, speed, strength, Rob Van Dam. I think I just read recently that he's trying to maybe come back a little bit, but he's had just so many surgeries that he's just so hard to, oh, yeah. hard to believe. Yeah. He's all jacked up. That he's all these guys, all they are is scar tissue and bone. Yeah, you know. But uh, for for what he could do, man, you want to see a spectacle. Cut some crappy promos. I mean, he was narcissistic to the point that it was like kind of kind of funny, uh, but not really great promos. But what he did in the ring, can't top that. So I got your answer. You want my entrance song? Yes. It's gonna be Rough Riders anthem. Oh! <laughs> oh man, now we got, we're gonna have to go around the table too for that. That I love that one. But would you have like the little mini quads, like people shoot out the side as you come down? To doing wheelies and everything. Oh man, DMX is the manager. Oh my god! If I can get him out of prison for the night, I'd... yeah. Yours has to be stroke it. You don't even need to think about it. It might be any of them. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Blake, you got an idea on your, on your I promo? I have cut? so many songs in my head now. I understand. It was tough, but I narrowed it down. So. The thing that popped into my head was, so it's crazy. Uh, Leonard Skinner, Mr. Saturday Night Special. <laughs> da, 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 da. And then come running down. But, yeah. So I'm sure that I'm sure, yeah. sure my wife will play that for me when I come. There you go. Well, uh, I think that wraps up our top five. We'll get our poop in a group here. We'll re- regroup and then we'll close it out. All right. As well. All right. That is our episode for this week. Wow. Next week. Next week we have Michael Biermeister. Michael Biermeister. You just went through the whole list. I forgot. Michael Biermeister from WBKB. That should be a fun. And we have a great top five with yes. him. So top five sports predictions. Bold mm. sports predictions mm. for the rest of the year. I've worked on my list already. That should good. be a good one. Like thanks Scott and Blake for stopping by, helping us out on this episode. It was fun. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And uh, once again, thanks for all that you guys do. Do a lot. Remember, when you're out there in the street, Blake's house is on the line. So buy Austin. That's right. That's the way we learn. Please, Jesus. Come on, (laughs) please, Jesus. Drink the keg empty. Oh, I forgot. Two things I'm supposed to bring up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, we almost We're not done. We're not done. We're back. So the one thing somebody wanted me to ask you is, are you ever going to do a naked witty weed? A naked witty. Okay, so we have been so busy that we are relying on the tank that we are sitting at right now to come in so we can do that. It is in the plan, though. It it will happen this summer. 
I promise before the end of summer. Maybe you save it for the anniversary party. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. As soon as I can do it, we will do it. That's how busy we are. We like. I know people want it. We're trying as hard as we can to get beers out, but and we have it a is fam- what it is. A family beer. If I'm going to adopt myself into the Brzozowski family, which Brad won't mind. Oh, no. Yeah, family for here. Yeah, so you guys did that rogue Woody Weed with the graham crackers and the chocolate and that little cask barrel. Oh, 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 oh. All right, bro. I I forget all the beers. We yeah. Did. So what what did we do? Graham crackers, the Star Wars graham crackers, and coconuts <laughs> for the Star Wars. Okay. Yes, we sat here that night and drank that thing dry. It was, it was delicious. Anticipation would be for the next and episode. I'm nine. not telling you what to do. Episode episode nine, so right? that's not. I mean, like, there's a lot of variants on Woody Beat that we can do because it's a good base. So in the fall winter, we're talking about doing. No, you have to say it. So here's how you'll leave it. No, well, well, I'll no, no. Is, we'll it's, it I'll say what's because it will sell it. It's called Morning Woody. We have a bunch of coffee <laughs> in it. No pun intended at all. Oh, my God. But, yeah, it's... Uh, Tell your brother. Oh, Joanne will like that. Yeah, yeah we've done a cask of that, and it was a huge hit. We'll do that one. I guess we should do... Uh, what do we call that one? You don't have Road to. Road Woody. Just Road know Woody. that if you could ever give us a heads up if you're going to do it, so we can have his brother and sister come up. Okay. Because yeah. they, they love that. Thing. They will drive we all the way from Ann Arbor. Unfortunately, we have so many popular beers that oh, yeah. we will never do again. But we will I don't think we'll it try. Be. Yeah, I understand. I mean, yeah. I mean they, a, they live down in Ann Arbor and they talk to the things about I, um, They we, just loved it that much. We have a, a long waiting list of beers we have to do. and. We're so busy, we can't. It's amazing. Can't that. it that's, a, that's an awesome problem yeah. to have. We're happy for you. If you're thanks taking for, requests, thanks for all the support, Alpino, yeah. like, have, uh, and and Michigan because we're doing good everywhere. Will you? Uh, and you know, if my anticipation was that the, if they had us on, they were going to talk about top five beers. They've done a lot of beer stuff, um, so I love the wrestler portion. But will Mandarina Pale Ale ever make a, another appearance? There's some someday in the future in a long, long time. I really love that beer. The pale ale category is lacking. Mm-hmm. And so we maybe next summer. Maybe next summer. Short answer is no. <laughs> uh, Suck it. It's yeah. It's uh And that was a degeneration that's we're uh we have so many beers uh, I, I you know, you could do an Athelite's Pale Ale, and then you'd have your APA. Oh! And then you'd have your wrestling team there. Whoa! Ooh. That Ron show. Damn! Damn! <laughs> Every time he drinks it. Damn! Anyways, all right. We've done enough. <laughs> Thanks again for coming on, guys. Yes, thank we you. Appreciate, we appreciate it. We know you're both busy. Thank you. All right.